0: Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to another thrilling episode of Truth and Reconciliation. It's the Pellwood Fantasy Football League Podcast. He's Peter Elwood. I'm Seth Martin. It
1: is great to have you with us. Peter, how are you, sir? I'm uh, licking some wounds Mm, a little bit. Sting in a little bit, you know, I'm, uh, feeling like the, the first team to start the season so far, uh, in terms of the, the, the schedule, mm-hmm. I've got the, the most points against, and even though I have the fifth most points in the lead, uh, I am, uh, I'm so, yeah. and too. So I was put up 158 points in week one and week two, and don't come away with any victories. Yeah. That's uh, hard. A, a, a bit of a bummer, but. Yeah, the, we know this podcast is usually mostly about us. So I don't yeah. want to make it too much about me, but I, I, I'm feeling like I I could use some love and attention right
0: now. Well,
1: <laughs> I'm not
0: going to comment on on the, on that, but I will say that 150. <laughs> whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! Man, asks for love and attention. You're just gonna like ignore it, take it to the curb.
0: I'm not. Well, the what what immediately came to my mind was it seems like. Well, it'd be inappropriate to say. But, but the second thing that comes to my mind is that I, I can commiserate with you because 158 points uh, is right there in what feels like the average of both of our weeks. And uh, it's not an irrespectable score when you look up at the uh, board uh, week to week. It It did really come down to your matchups and you know your ideal schedule, uh, versus what's playing out. Uh, I don't think you would be necessarily two and oh with just a simple change, uh, because our average score has you know it's a tight race, I think. Uh, a lot of these matchups have been, uh, very close to that mark of 150. So it does, you know, there's a, it's a bell curve, is what I'm saying. And you could be uh, leading the pack with 156 points a week, you could be oh and two. <coughs> You know, on the other end of the bell curve, like 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 you are, my friend, or you could be middle of the pack like I am at one in one with about 150 points ish uh, per week as well. So uh, it is the schedule playing out, but at least it's not, you know, I wouldn't go so far as to say you're cursed yet uh, just because you're on one side of the bell curve doesn't mean there's not a, a bell curve. It's not just slanted. Uh, with uh, you know all the points for on one side of it, so I'd say our oh, so, so
1: it, you know with respect to that, so average points scored in the lead week one is one hundred fifty four, week two is one hundred forty six. you go. And then if you look at our two and O teams, they have scored in terms of points for our two and O teams rank first, sixth, and eleventh. There
0: you go. That sounds like <laughs> a bell curve to me.
1: <laughs> and then the O and two teams we rank fifth, ninth, and twelfth. Um, so, I mean, it's are it's you, all over the map. But are you, it's are you t- making t- totally my point for
0: me? Work. It sounds like you're making my point yeah, for me.
1: Exactly. I'm, just, I'm adding data to your point because you're just you know, yeah. speaking uh, to the gesture. And here's here's well, the hard for facts. I appreciate
0: that. Well, hard facts they may be. And the facts are are hard to receive when you're on the on 2 side of it. And uh, for that, I am sorry, but I love the look of your team still. I don't think that you have... Uh, you know, to wave any kind of white flags, uh, you've you're going up against a formidable team this week who is two and zero. Yeah, I,
1: I, now I get to face the best team in the league. It's yeah. great.
0: yeah. So I, I'm. It is kind of a David and Goliath situation for you this week. Uh, but when we talk about your matchup later, I'm going to talk about why I think you have the advantage. So, uh, buck up, buddy. I mean, I, I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that too. <laughs> I understand that. Well, uh, other than uh, the O and 2 start, how are you feeling about the overall uh, fantasy football season thus far? We're now two weeks into the main season. We are kind of rolling with sleeper. We've, we've got a couple of uh, reps under our belt in terms of, of managing in this new platform, running the waiver wire, uh, running matchup uh, programming. How are you feeling about it all?
1: Uh, I think mostly focused on on the lead. It was good to see in week two. Uh, you know, we had uh, um, three teams in week one who scored around hundred points. They all back bounced back to score right around 160 points in week two. So, um, you know, that's good to see. It did, did, did to see the parity in the in the lead mm-hmm. uh, in terms of you know no total dud teams. Um, you know, so that that's good to see. And then you know, Jared Fleming scored over 200 points in week one, and then. Uh he returns to Earth and uh, scores less than hundred in week two, so uh it's just you know just kind of crazy the um, difference you can see week to week um Jared uh Lorenz jump out and take the top yeah. score of the week um you yeah. know after it tempts he was, me uh, to change my name
0: week to week just <laughs> based on circumstances
1: yeah that's that, yeah that's very true um it's uh, interesting to see how how the name change motivates the team to Seriously. to stay out there and perform.
0: Yeah. And yeah. and perform it did. And there you know there there was uh, a lots of uh of chatter going on this week because there was I guess so far both weeks there's been interest both on Sunday night and Monday night. Uh and plenty of things to watch and talk about. Um you know, it wasn't necessarily a high-scoring matchup that was drawing our attention week one, but it was still an exciting race to see who would log that first W. And on that Monday night And then this week was no exception, too. There was still that race for the win uh, and a little bit, you know, obviously a little bit more high scoring uh, matchup, uh, a little bit more interesting there. But uh, so far, um, I I feel personally like the uh, injuries are coming quicker and and, uh, the navigation of that is is, it just feels like it's been uh, a lot of hits uh, have have already come in in the first two weeks. Is that just a hunch or a feel, or do you agree with that?
1: I, I don't think it's any different than normal in terms of number of injuries, but I do think now after starting last year, having two flex spots in the starting lineup, we feel it more because it's harder to yeah. fill out a complete team with 12 teams in the lead with a bunch of sharp players in the lead. Um, you know, the waiver wire is pretty bare. And yes, um, if, if you need a starter, it can be hard to find one um, because uh, we start so many players now. And so yeah. um, I think that that's, that is a fun challenge uh, for sure. And it really emphasizes the value of having depth and not just having a good starting lineup with you know, nothing, nothing else to fill in if, if you have a starter go down. Um, And I think we're definitely seeing some teams really get hit by the injuries more than others. Um, You know, Brian for one and and Brock for another jumped to mind. They've had a lot of players um, who they counted on in the starting lineup um, go down to to injury. And um, I think Brian's injuries that he's experienced have been more long-term and Brock's have been more short-term, but uh, Brock's probably had more of them uh, to to deal with and face. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of a uh, luck factor there as well. Yeah.
0: You know, another indication that might be uh, causing me to feel a lot more like there's a lot, uh, a lot more injuries going on is just the inundation of the sleeper notifications, which I do love, but I'm getting a lot more of them all day, every day with everything from somebody's out for the season to somebody, you know, has a hangnail and it's everywhere in between. And I feel like maybe that's causing me to be a little bit more hyper aware of injuries and uh, what you're saying yeah it's just kind of par for the course this is the nfl you have a bunch of uh, monster gladiators hitting each other as hard as they can uh, for for three or four hours every week like oh yeah yeah that, that i have
1: a i have a theory about um like notifications and about news in that you know the world is in a better place than it's ever ever been before um, you know the things are better than it has ever been before, but it feels worse than it ever has before mm-hmm. because now we know about all the bad things that happen because yeah. there's news and media everywhere. Um, you know, everyone's a reporter; everyone can um, you know tell us when something bad is going on. So um, even though we have you know progressed and evolved as a as a human race um, more over the years, so there is you know less death and famine and hardship and all that sort of thing it actually feels worse than ever. And so it's the same thing now, now that you're, you know, seeing the news more often with sleeper, it feels worse um, than it ever has been before, but uh, that's not actually the case. It's just, it's yeah. a normal year. You just know about it more.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Well, yeah. uh, I, uh, I'd love to uh, dive into some matchup discussion, but before we do, Uh, I do want to welcome our very first guest of the 2021 season, friends. Today we are joined, Pete, with none other than the 2-0 competitor that you are facing this next week, Brian Kidd, who came out of the draft with a formidable pickup and has been running with it since. And uh, would love to know quickly, as we welcome him, how are you feeling personally about your matchup against him this week? Just cards on the table.
1: Uh, I, I wish I was facing someone else, but, um, <laughs> uh, fighter's chance, but I wish I was facing someone else. So zero three is going to be a, a tough hill to climb out of if I don't get a victory here. So I would, I would like an easier matchup, but, uh, Brian, welcome to the show. And, uh, I appreciate your courage and coming on. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. You were not the first person I invited on, uh, but there were, there were others, there were others who no joke declined. <laughs> only because of fears over a podcast curse uh, that, that was the only reason so we've got some i appreciate your, your courage you. i salute you sir welcome to the show brian he's oh, fearless well, i knew that's the reason you invited me anyway he's,
0: <laughs> he's, he's fearless he's he's here to taunt I, the curse
2: no i, I just I'm, I'm gonna lose eventually so it's like why not have fun doing it
1: <laughs> okay. that's, that's, that's a great attitude but like i said you weren't the first person i asked i didn't i didn't go and look at my matchup and see, hey who am i facing this week i'm gonna invite them on the podcast but <laughs> <laughs> that's what i thought you did so i was like as soon as you texted me i was like i play him this week
2: don't i <laughs> <laughs> that's right
0: that's right well i'm glad you answered before you looked and we are really glad to have you welcome to the show you always add quite a bit of insight and commentary because you really know your stuff uh i haven't other than a couple of uh, whiskey conversations and the occasional nod, I haven't really followed up with you since our draft. How are you doing? Uh, personally, how goes the food truck uh, endeavor? I'd love to know. And uh, how are you feeling I, about the league so far?
2: Well, I bought the trailer. I don't know if you saw the picture. I did. It's uh, you know, beautiful. i waiting for the legalities to go through, so scheduling all the all of the inspections and stuff. So I'm waiting to hear back from the County. Uh, but okay. besides that, it's going good. Um, and, and the league is awesome. I, I mean, I, the wins are fun, but I, I think Derek deserved to win the other night. Um, I, I feel bad for him. Cause I've been in that position before the Monday night curse.
1: Uh, yeah, he, 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 have- he, he thought about everything he could hope to get yeah. there. He just, he just had a, a really long way to go to, to come back. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was almost worse that he got so close to coming back and, and then oh, so, man, I like so falling short a lot. I, I thought he was going
2: to be the, the best team in our division. So feel bad for
1: him. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked I like Derek's team, I liked Chris's team, I liked my team, and here we all sit 0 two. So yeah, well, uh, it's it's you guys have an extra game. Is- things- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we 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 got more time to to make the comeback. here. right.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, you'll, you'll get to want to know this week. I I'm
2: not worried about that. I mean, Tyler Lock can't catch 50 yard bombs every single week. I don't know. I don't know.
1: He he can, he can if they keep throwing the ball. That's true.
2: But yeah. Hey, it's, it's been, it's been awesome. Uh, I think the the chat's been real fun to read. I, I don't know what it is about this year. I don't know if people are just more excited because it's not a COVID season and the games are just more exciting, but uh, every, this one and, and every other league I'm in, it just seems a little bit more active this year than it was last year and more talkative. So I don't know if that's has to do with like switching over to the new platform or whatever, but it, it's always more
1: fun, the more active it is. Yeah, that, that, that is for sure. I think, I think actually dating to draft in person um, to, together helps um, with that a lot, you know, just in terms of a bond being established, um, you know, getting to be together, be together for the weekend. And so I hope that's something we can continue to do because, um, you know, there's just something to, you know, Deepening those connections beyond just uh, virtually, um, but beyond just what is in the lead chat, but um, having, you know, having those additional conversations on on the side that we don't always have opportunities to have, um, I think really helps uh, increase the uh, involvement and in, in the connection the lead, and just ma- makes everything more fun.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely! And you guys have been on top of the podcast this year. I know last year I was a little sporadic, <laughs> and then like, what this is your third one in a row now. I know we're on fire, bringing it, guys. it.
0: <laughs> bringing it. You know, and and uh, I appreciate Pete and his coordination of uh, making sure it happens schedule wise and bringing in the peeps. And it's always fun to uh, be creative on my side and, and use some of the tools and some of the gifts that I've got down here and uh obviously we want to make a quality product and uh it's good to hear that thus far uh the demand is uh being satiated with uh, what we're putting out there so thanks for your your kind feedback on that
1: so be nice for no so, other reason so so Brian let uh talk about your team a little bit so um i think you know, we're still pretty close to the draft. Uh, so yeah. We still talked about, you know, how the draft went for you and, and, and what you thought. Um, I think there was a, a clear strategy shift for you this year compared to last year. I think last year you came away with, you know, like Nick Chubb <laughs> and Josh Jacobs as your your primary, uh, you know, your top draft picks. Um, and and I think, you know, I, I did not like your draft very much last year as, as you may recall, yeah. primarily because I you know I saw Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs as like n- not really PPR backs, you know, where they're not gonna touch a lot of passes. And actually Jacobs caught more passes last year than I thought he would, but um, you know, still not really pass catching running backs. And and so for that reason, you know, with most of your draft capital going there, I didn't like your draft very much last year. So, uh, talk a little bit about your thought process coming into to this year. What was that an intentional uh, shift to uh, spend far more of your capital on wide receivers this year?
2: So yeah, it was uh, last year. I ended up keeping Carson, so I had Carson and Jacobs. So I didn't have okay. And then uh, I got lucky because, for some reason, Tyreek had only won for 44. And throughout the season, I'd learned that in our league, you know, at the scoring settings, Tyreek was by far more valuable than anybody else on my team. Uh, and I'd, I'd spent just as much for DJ Moore as I did for Tyreek. And I like DJ Moore, but he's not a PPR guy. Or he wasn't last year. He's kind yeah. of turning. But, um, no, I, I went in with the – I wanted to spend more on at least a running back. Like I wanted, uh, you know, more of an RB one on my team, which I thought I had a borderline one uh, after the draft. Yeah. About 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> that. Literally 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but I went in and I wanted, um, I wanted a mixture of PPR guys like Keenan Allen uh, that I was able to keep in I think CD is kind of in that range too, just because of the passing volume in Dallas and uh, a mixture of those guys. And then the big play guys as well. So I wanted not just a whole bunch of same wide receivers either. I wanted a mixture of them and uh, I wanted depth because matchups matter more than uh, like when you get to that middle tier matchups matter more. So I don't like if we were to do a a snake draft, I, I didn't, I don't really have that first round draft pick. I wanted more of that, the middle tier guys kind of to stack up the roster just in case I dealt with injuries and Jerry Judy happened. So it's worked out and I'm glad I did it that way. Um, It was definitely intentional, but it was more of a, let me swing the pendulum so far to the other side and see if
1: then in year three, I need to kind of bring it back. So... That's, okay. it, it, you know, it's interesting that you think about the types of wide receivers that you have. And I like that mentality of having a balance between the types of wide receivers you have. Because, I mean, that's almost how uh, an NFL team should build their wide receiver group. Like, you think about the Buffalo Bills. They've mm-hmm. got, you know, Stefan Diggs, who's going to rack up a lot of volume. And he can kind of go all over the field. He's just, you know, a stud. So, you kind of you get your stud. And then you get your guy, like Cole Beasley, who's going to work in the slot. And get a little uh, choked dip, up
0: over Cole there. Pete, you
1: okay? Yeah, a little frog my uh, Cole Beasley. But uh, no, but uh, Cole Beasley will you know stay stay short and did lots of targets, uh, worked out of the slot. And then you know, like Emmanuel Sanders this year is, yeah. is the deep guy, right? So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of cool to think about building your fantasy team in a similar way of having some balance amongst your wide receivers, not just hey, how trying to get the, the best wide receivers I can, but. Um, having a mixture of guys who are going to have a high floor and guys who are going to have a high ceiling. Well, that and Keenan
2: Allen's a notorious liar. I don't know if you remember last year, he's like, guys, start me. He tells everybody in the world to start him. I think he had like one catch for three yards.
0: <laughs> yeah. His Twitter is, is uh, not yeah, helpful. So he's, he's
2: a notorious liar. And then definitely at running back, I, I tried doing the, getting a PPR guys, the RB two. Um, Sure. I wasn't too worried about the guy who's going to get like 12 carries for 50 yards. Uh, it's just been tough trying to find another running back. I mean, Seth, you have three of them. I uh, do. You I'll want one? Right here live. I don't care. Let's do it.
0: I need a wide and a tight end. Hey, <laughs> and a my... bench. And... <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Brian, question. Uh, so uh, real talk here. Kyler okay. Murray. Yep. Did you when drafting him, I remember saying, Oh, we think he's gonna be good this year. Do you did you honestly think that after week two, he would not have not only have outscored Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes back to back, but he would have double the amount of points over Dak Prescott. Would you have predicted that? Or did you did you know
2: that? Not not to that level. But in all honesty, Kyler was my QB one this year. I thought he was going to be the one. So uh, quarterbacks were going cheap, and if I was, and you guys had made that comment a million times, but if I was, I saw Pat go for twenty dollars, and I was like, man, I have a chance at a good quarterback here. Yeah. All right. Why not? Normally, I'm a you know streaming quarterback guy, or I wait, but right opportunity to get kyler at that price and if i didn't get him i knew i could get another quarterback with legs but yeah i had kyler as my number one quarterback going this year which typically means you're going to be the number one overall in fantasy just because quarterbacks score more yeah yeah not Uh, to the level that he's at
1: (laughs) uh a great pitch he's 16 dollars so i think he's actually the second highest priced quarterback taken yeah um you know, which uh, Josh Allen was tapped, so who knows what he would have done for. Um, but I mean, that that was uh, just a great pick. When you have yeah. that number one overall quarterback, it makes such a big difference because um, they, they can score so many points. And Tyler scoring thirty eight points in Week One and Week Two It's just insane.
2: Yeah. Oh, it and, makes it makes waiver wire Wednesdays easier too because you're not searching for the streamer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's not like his. Uh, you know, his schedule is awesome. It's not like he's necessarily really being challenged on the defensive end uh, until I, much later in the season, let alone. Like, he's just not facing massive defenses right now. And so you've got – you can count on this run is what I'm saying. And uh, it's uh, it's formidable. What you lack in a pass-catching running back, you are more than making up, as a number two, that is. You are more than making up for in your quarterback pick. So.
2: To well, use then. Brock's logic, he plays Detroit and Dallas in the playoffs, too. Yeah. In our playoffs. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, you're set. Lock, <laughs> calling it now. Faithbridge curse, be te- or Sorry, Faith Bridge. Podcast curse, be tested.
2: Uh, I, I don't think that's the best logic to go with because uh, injuries happen.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't believe it. I'm just trying to prevent it from actually happening. Let's be clear.
1: <laughs> I mean, he, he he's doing this. He, he only has 50 rushing yards on the season. You know, he's, it's not Davis like he's running. Arm, yeah. Uh, yeah like he's not, it's not out. even 50 yards per week. It's it has 20 in week one and 30 in week two. So uh, he's actually running less this year than he did last year. Um uh, Maybe he has some, you know, favorable touchdown luck in his favor where he's got, you know, four passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown in one week. He's got three passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown in the next week. So maybe he won't, he continue to score at that rate, especially with the rushing touchdowns, but, um, he's just so, so efficient and, uh, he didn't score in, in so many ways. It's, uh, really, uh, he, he's the, the dream at quarterback right now.
2: Yeah. He really is. Yeah. just so said it and forget it. <laughs> yep. yep.
0: That's, right. That's right. Well, tell you what, let's go ahead while you're on the air still and do our matchup comparison uh, between you two I'll I'll start us off to prevent any initial bias. Uh you just made a couple of moves while you were on the air I noticed and uh since then uh your projection is now both of y'all are top projected for the week and y'all are still within uh looks looks like uh 13 uh percentiles of a point uh projected at 170.18 and 170.33, respectively. I guess that's that's 15 points, not 13, excuse me. Uh, or 15th since, if you will. The uh, the matchup comparison right now, we do have Dak versus Murray. We've seen Dak have a great week in week one. We've seen him had a, a, a cruddier week in week two. Murray has been consistent, as we just said. And this week, he's up against Jacksonville. Uh, we have Dak going up against Philadelphia this week, and so I think the the chances of Dak, bans- Dak bouncing back and having a little bit more of an error rate approach this week is higher, uh, but Kyler's matchup is certainly favorable in this case. However, Christian McCaffrey is going up against Houston, which means that Christian is going to go video game game busters this week, and that should make up for any losses uh, with Dak there on Pete's side. Uh, we have uh, your running back core, Jamal Williams, and uh, you've got Edmonds up against uh, Jacksonville as well uh, behind Kyler. So I'm I'm anticipating uh, a a lower score for Edmonds as you're saying it's more of a, a pass heavy to wide situation down there. But uh, so you're right, you do have a hole in your RB spot. Uh, but uh, Davis, Mike Davis, is on Peter's side of the ball and. Uh, He doesn't have a touchdown this season, but he does have uh, a few decent carries. Uh, He's up against the Giants, so that's a little bit more of a favorable defense there. Uh, Looking at y'all's wides, I think... This is a hard push for me. Y'all's wides look pretty even this week. I'm going to let y'all duke that one out. Uh, Yeah, that one's hard for me. I like, I like y'all's wides this week, and that's why y'all are being projected so high uh, back-to-back is it y'all's wide core looks pretty strong. Peter obviously has the tight end push uh, with Darren Waller. And then right now in flex, uh, you have CD Bam, as he's being referred to here, and uh, he's up against Philadelphia, and so there's a slight advantage there. Um, and then you've got your second flex, Pitts versus Lockett. Right now Pete has a tight end because why not? uh he's basically using Waller as a flex uh wide if you will and playing Pitts as his tight end you might as well and uh you've got Lockett who's got the advantage there in Minnesota uh kickers no matter uh and uh you've got i would say uh well i think that on D- DST it looks right now like Brian has the advantage Overall, uh, projection has y'all at at a pretty even push, as we said, and uh, I wouldn't want to be Peter this week either. What what say you guys?
1: Uh, Brian, you go first. What do you think?
2: Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty accurate. The only change I had made was I got rid of Crosby because I was sick of watching the uh, Packers play um, and just switched out with Carlson. But (laughs) uh, No, I, I actually think... Pete's defense is underrated this week. I don't think it's adjusted for the Jacoby beef brisket quarterbacking because um, they look terrible when they brought in Briss- uh, Brissett last week. So I think the Raiders are going to – Max Crosby especially is going to rack up some sacks. So And the Ravens' defenses look just terrible. I'm just playing the matchup against Detroit. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really even down the road where he is the advantage at tight end by a lot. I think the – what's really going to help is for me is I have CD lamb and if Dak is going to get those points and hyper target CD lamb, then I think I'll pull out the win. but I think if Dak hyper targets Cooper and lamb has some more dropsies, I think then Pete's going to pull it out. I think it's going to be that simple. Hmm. Um, there's some positions that I'm, I might change as time gets closer. I don't know if I'm playing Jamal Williams this week. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a midweek injury and maybe I can get on the waiver wire. Um, and the only thing I can hope for is that Christian McCaffrey does not fall in the end zone in the first half and that they're beating Houston by 40 and they just pull all their starters at halftime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm rooting for.
2: Now that so, might happen. That's fair. I'm rooting for Sam Darnold to throw some long bombs and not, and just let Christian McCaffrey get his 25 points and no more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he, he seems like uh he, he's pretty solid on those 25 points each week he, he, he has not yet had his like an explosion game but um you know he, he didn't those 22 25 points whatever it is now um you do have sonny michelle on your bench um, so i could see you plugging him in later in the week depending on how the the injury report looks for daryl henderson I would, I would love to do that but he's playing tampa oh that's a and- good point
2: and that scares me, and I think I'd rather just have five catches from Jamal Williams.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is pretty balanced. Um, you know, I've got the running back advantage. You have the wide receiver advantage. I've got the tight end advantage. You've got the quarterback advantage. Um, so, uh, I, I a taller coin flip either way. I think. Um, you know, one one thing I'm surprised about is you know we, we both have Ravens. You've got Mark Andrews. I've got Marquise Brown. Um, Brown has been much better than I thought he would be. Um, they're using him, I think, in a in a better way this year than they did last year. Absolutely. Um and and Mark Andrews has really not been used that much at all, um, which surprised me. I th- I thought I thought I thought Andrews was gonna be the amount of volume that TJ Hawkins is getting. Um, you know, they're kind of going on the same range of tight end. And I thought Andrews was gonna be they die, but has been better. So, um, yeah, I don't know that, that, that may may change, but I'm definitely surprised by how the the two Ravens are performing at this point.
2: After, after last year, Andrews is a locked and loaded beast for me right now. I'm i I'm just not getting goosed. I'm happy with that. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, where you scored a a total of 30 points from your tight ends across the whole season, uh, not counting Taysom Hill playing quarterback. (laughs) He'll he'll fall into the end zone
2: eventually. Uh, He's too good not to, but Marquise Brown is, I think, doing exactly what everyone thought he was going to do last year.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: So you kind of fell into that post-hype sleeper of Marquise Brown, which anybody who drafted him did, and that's awesome. Finding those guys are really fun.
1: Well, I, I mean, you kinda of got the same thing with Lockett. Um, you know, it's not uh not to the same degree, but um, you know, I think people didn't like how Lockett scored his points last year, where he scored really well, you know, he's a top ten wide receiver last year, but it yeah. came in like three games. Um he scored all his points. And uh, I think uh, people got turned off to the other weeks where he scored, you know, five points. Um, exactly, and, and so that that hurts his his perceived value in, in some ways, so you got a great deal with Lockett, um, and you know anyone who drafted Lockett got a, a, a deal on him uh, compared to what he's done so far this year as well.
2: Yeah, I'd fully agree. I think it's going to come
1: down to Monday night, and yeah, it, de- it, def- you know. it, de- it definitely is. That'll right. be uh, that'll be painful to watch. It's like, all right, go Dak. Don't throw it to, <laughs> to him,
0: CD. <laughs> well, and for those reasons and the many others discussed, this is most certainly the game of the week, and it will be fun to watch all the way through Monday night. The uh, the one, uh, you know, it's uh, I don't mean to kick a man while he's down. Before you got on, Brian Pete was 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 uh, kind of groveling and looking for a little bit of. Uh, sympathy which he really didn't get but the uh the reality is we're we're a little early to start talking about it but we're close enough for it to be an awareness on the horizon for pete and that is the the O and four climb back is a near impossible one statistically and uh it, without a win this week the pressure is on for week four and i would not want a week three hurdle uh like the one in front of him uh, to start thinking about week four. So yeah, definitely game of the week. And Pete, if you hadn't thought about that, you're welcome.
1: Yeah. You know, so this is, this is the first year I've been in the challenger's division. I don't know ever. Um, and now all of a sudden the challenger's division is good. Um, I don't, I don't understand what's happening, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> playing, playing the first three games of the year and I'm getting no break uh, here. Um, so the the last time I finished in the bottom half of the lead was 2011. Um, and I, I don't even know if we had the divisions split between Challengers and incumbents back I think it then. Was just like
0: so, eight or nine of us, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I was thinking, all right, I'm in the Challengers division, it'll be a one year thing, no problem. I'll uh, I'll, I'll be able to, to smoke the, the you know, smoke these clowns, you know, and Challengers get back to incumbents next year, but I just didn't, my teeth punched my face. So, I mean. This is the last last week before we go outside division. So now I got to go play the incumbents after this week, and so yeah, so
2: your schedule gets easier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's light it. Let's light it. Yeah.
2: But no, I look. You have the second most points in our division, and and it's very early, and we have an extra week. So I wouldn't really panic unless you got to zero and five at this point. Because, <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> okay. <serious>. Okay, great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be hot and on fire at the end of the year than at the beginning of the year. That's true. Yeah, we I, do have that extra times, play like
0: that a, regular season week too.
2: Yeah. How, how many times have you seen a ten and three team get into the playoffs and lose to that seven and five team who started one and four? Twenty. Because their team is on fire right now. Those are the guys. That's how you win. So I was like, I'm just scared starting hot. Like I'd rather been like. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like being two and zero oh, because it gives me a cushion, but. I mean, let me let me finish five and zero to close out the season. I'd rather do that any day. I, I think you'll be fine, Pete. Yeah, yep.
0: and and like you said, so. you've got this hurdle to get through, and then I mean, you can look forward to. I think you're playing Jared in week four, and you know,
2: yeah,
0: right now he doesn't have an RPG either. Right now, yeah, maybe Jared will uh, will flip flop his ping pong pattern here, and you know, his regression to the mean will will bounce down uh, not this week, but next week. Uh, to balance out his points for, so I, I think you're in a good good shape, is what I'm saying.
1: Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> sure. All right. No, I, I appreciate I appreciate the, the love and attention that I was you know desperately seeking for <laughs> doing the show. So 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 thank you. As, as they say in letter Letterkenny, if a man asks for help, you help him. Uh, I'm just trying um,
0: to. I don't know if that is really the rule here in the greatest fantasy football league in the world. <laughs> if a man asks for help, you shove your heel into his face. <laughs>
2: all right well brian
0: hey thanks for joining us on the air we'll say goodbye as we do our final rundown here but always appreciate your insight looking forward to your game of the week this weekend
2: all right thanks you guys have a good day
0: all right that was good good insight and uh you ended up getting the love that you were looking for from your competitor no less
1: (laughs) seriously no 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 love for my podcast host.
0: (laughs) hey man I have to regress the mean of my bias every now and then, Tim. But hey, (laughs) we're going to do a speed run now as we have 10 minutes before both of us have to be at work, and I think we have 10 minutes left on our Zoom call. So let us go. Let us hop into... I want to start with uh, Jared this week. Jared is going up against Chewy, and he has regressed back to a, a big bounce back, and he's looking pretty stout. Apart from you and Brian... I think Chewy and Jared have the top projections for the week, and they are both doing quite well. So, what say you about their matchup?
1: Yeah, these are the number three and four teams in the power rankings um, coming into this week. Uh, Jared and Chewy—they both scored well in both week one and two. It's not like they've had uh, you know a, a really high score, a really low score. They're uh, both putting up you know very solid middle-ish uh, ground points. Um, And so I think this is definitely a matchup to watch as well, Um, you know, really uh, could go either way. Um, Yeah, I think there's another one where I would probably say, um, I I think Chewy has the advantage uh, at running back and um, wide receiver. Uh, whereas Jared has a huge advantage at tight end and at quarterback. So, um, you know, similar to Brian and I, the pretty clear positional uh, differences between these two teams. Um, and, and they may even be more e- even than not at wide receiver. So I think, I think Jared is correctly favored here. Um, just based on the quarterback, Josh Allen going against Sam Darnold. Um, it's yeah. is probably the, 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 the key difference between these two teams, but uh, definitely it will be interesting in, to watch.
0: Yeah. You know, I like Sam Darnold against Houston this week, uh, but he's got it. He's got the yardage. He just has to get more touchdowns and he's got to quit dropping the ball. So I think that he has a chance to keep up. But other than that, I think that the, uh, the matchup, as you said, is going to lean a little bit in Jared's favor.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jared has Cooper cup who started the season on, on fire. Uh, I guess number one wide receiver, um, at this point with 24 points in week one and 37 points in week two. Yep. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he can keep that up. He's on his tip Bay, which is a really a great matchup for him because Tim Bay is to stop in the run and not sort of stop in the, the past. So, you yeah, know, that, that's, that's good for cup. And then, um, Chewy's got, uh, DJ Moore, who's started off a uh, really strong uh, start to the season, but also has Robert Woods, who has not started off so strong because of uh, uh, Cup, starting up ball. all the yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, all the the good plays uh, for the Rams. So. Um, that would be interesting if that starts to switch over to Robert Woods this week, because that would uh, have a direct impact to this matchup.
0: That's right. All right. Well, we shall see. Next up is going to be uh, Chris Windsor is up against Charles this week, and they have another even push and projection right now. Uh, and in fact, it's tighter than uh, any other projection uh, with the exception of, of y'all's matchup. Uh, so, I take a quick glance at this one, and we've again, we've got the quarterback advantage uh, going towards Charles. Charles has actually uh, been looking pretty good. He's one of our other 2-0 and teams. Chris Windsor uh, obviously waving a white flag and saying that his team sucks, and he's not very happy with it. He's got um, a, a decent rundown of his team. I think what he really means is that he misses Christian McCaffrey, and that has been his, his dependable crutch for three years running now. Uh, But I don't dislike his starters. I am going to lean into uh, I think that Charles has much more chance of going kind of boom this week, especially Alvin Kamara in New England. He has not uh, really, really boomed. He he has no touchdowns yet, and I think this week is going to be his week. So I'm going to go lean to Charles.
1: No, I think we look at Chris's team and talked about you know what what direction is the arrow trending for some of his players you know, in terms of where we how we thought of them during the draft uh, season and how we think of them now. I'd you know I'd say the arrow is really gone up for Hawkinson, um, Hopkins and uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, for Chris, but all of his running backs, I'd say the arrows really started to go down. Uh, you know, Antonio Gibson is not getting um, as much volume. I think it's still maybe a little bit better than last season, but not as much volume as you'd like him to get uh, for how talented he is. Um, Jonathan Taylor's splitting a lot of work um, in the, the backfield in Indianapolis. He hasn't taken over uh, fully there. And then uh, Javante Williams in Denver is in a, you know, split timeshare with, with Melvin Gordon, um, as well. So, um, you know, I think in, in that way, uh, some, some of Chris's players are, you know, not, not turning in the right direction, uh, primarily at the running back position. Um, right. And so, uh, you know, that, that can, that can turn around, uh, quickly. Um, and you know, Charles, on the other hand, he had a good week one. He really didn't have a very good week two. Um, But he still pulled out the victory um, and and now, you know, probably have a a little bounce back here um, to put a a better week. So, um, yeah, I'd say these these teams are rightly projected uh, very close, uh, Mm -hmm. 158 points a week. I mean, we've got uh, a piece. uh, So we've got a lot of a lot of matchups this week that are looking really tight, um, at at least at at the starting point.
0: He does have, you know, the number three tight end over on Chris's side, which uh, is almost splitting hairs between Waller in terms of their uh, points for average here. Yeah. Um, so there, he's got that going for him. But uh, yes, I think you're right. Uh, who, who are you going to call on that one?
1: Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to take Charles uh, right. on this one. Just just as I think I, I don't really see Chris's running backs turning around uh, this week. And I, I think you're right. Um, Tamara and, uh, Kirk should be in good spots to put up some points for Charles.
0: Yep. All right. We got to continue to fly here. We're looking at Jared Fleming and Michael Fitz fairly even projection, a little bit more of a split. we have Tom, the 20 year old Brady who is just slinging heat right now. Uh, and we've got, uh, I think a less formidable running back core on Fleming's team. He's had a, a rough week after being top score week one, uh, was he at the very bottom this week?
1: Yeah, yeah, he was number one in week one, number 12 in week two. And there you go.
0: And I don't see him looking more than middle average this week, tell you the truth. I'm not sure if he's going to regress to the mean this week or not. He probably should think about changing his name. Uh, on the other <laughs> side of the ball, Michael Fitz looks a little bit more formidable, particularly in his wides uh, and, well, running backs too. I'd say I'd give him the, the lean. Uh, what what do you think?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, looking at the two teams, you know, I think just coming off of week two, it's like, yeah, Michael's team's looking looking pretty good. Um, though, you know, he got a lot of, a lot of touchdowns in week two from Chris Carson mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Gronkowski and Mike Evans. Um, you know, they all scored two touchdowns, and uh, it's hard hard to get that every week. So, um, yeah, I I, I expect. Um this one I think will probably be a more low scoring matchup. Um, you know, where uh looking at Jerry's team, it's like, man, how did he score over 200 points in week one? But um I think he had a lot of guys um, you know, kinda uh, outperform expectations. And uh now he's at Amari Cooper potentially banged up. And that'll be a tough call going into a Monday night game because you don't really have uh, a lot of options yep. to to replace him with. Um so he's at 10th uh, game well as the Philadelphia running back. He could put in uh, also playing Monday night um, as a flex, but you know, that'd be a big drop off to go from uh, Cooper to the Eagles backup running back. So um, that would be a, a key injury to watch for this matchup, but I would uh, give the nod um, to, I'll still go with, uh, I'll still go with Jared Fleming here. Yeah, Uh, a a second that went, but I do think this is going to be a lower. I'm going
0: to go with Fitz this week, and I'm also going to congratulate him for being our third two and O team. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Yes, indeed. Up next, we have Derek Irwin up against Scott. Uh, We have a slight push advantage in Derek's direction. Aaron Rodgers bouncing back from a deplorable week. One uh, came out with a vengeance this past week. And so that's good to see him still capable of playing football. The uh, quick rundown. I think that Derek has the advantage in the wides, but not in the running backs. What do you think?
1: I think this is the week for Derek. I think he's he's going to get a victory um, a a victory here. Uh, I really like. Uh, Najee Harris um, to ha- have a, a much better week this week than what he's had the first two weeks. And uh, I, think is that, I think he's done some guys who have underperformed so far. And uh, he, he's, he bounced back for for last week. I think this is the week he, he gets over the top with a victory.
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to pull for him as well. Uh, but I think that Scott's team is looking really good.
1: All right, last matchup of the week is you and Brock. Um you you have been making some moves a little bit on the podcast as well, I've noticed. Yep. Uh yeah, new, new quarterback in there. Uh mm-hmm. you know, big decision, change quarterback. Um, <laughs> yeah, Derek Henry just go off for 48 points last that was, week. That was helpful. uh of course it wasn't enough to get you a victory, but um you know he might be set up pretty well um playing against the Colts at home again this week. Um so that uh, could be a good spot for you. Uh, On the other side, Brock's got to watch potential injury for Joel Henderson if he can play through the pain of his uh, rib injury. Um, And I think both of you are hurting in terms of what you have on the bench right now. Um, And so there's not a lot of depth here if you've got to plug in a a new starter. Um, So uh, that will be uh, one to watch. And uh, Brock is also underprojected right now because he has Jarvis Landry in the lineup who's not going to play. Um, and, uh, he's at Cortland Sutton on the bench who he'll plug in there. So Brock will actually be projected higher here, uh, maybe about 156, 251. Um, and so, uh, he's, he's getting the, the projection advantage, um, which uh, probably seems, probably seems right. Um, you also have to watch the injury for Deontay Johnson. Yeah, if he's that if
0: We'll see. They're, they're kind of being shady. They're not really giving out a lot of.
1: Yeah, vacation, uh, you there. kind of gotta wait till practices start um, Wednesday and you get the injury report Wednesday, Thursday yep. to really have a good idea of what's going on.
0: Yep, I don't feel great about this week because, as you mentioned, I'm kind of relying on uh, very large performances uh, to counterbalance some of my weaker spots. But uh, when they're there, they're there, and so like you, like this last week, my average was a little inflated uh, because of it. So. Uh, I also am a little concerned about Joe Mixon this week, uh, and uh, he's up against Pittsburgh, and so I I would expect him to have a week more like this past week, uh, as opposed to his week one performance. Yeah, we'll we'll see.
1: Yep, I think that's fair. I'm going to give the nod to Brock uh, winning this one this week. You bastard!
0: I mean, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) (laughs) But truthfully, Pete, I don't know if you can expect much more on the podcast other than the truth, and that's what we're committed to bringing here at the greatest fantasy football league in the world. And this is its podcast. He's Peter Elwood. I'm Seth Martin. Thanks for tuning in. Good night.